0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to week 10 here of the Football Guys DFS Power Grid. It is presented by rotogrinders.com and, uh, great to be with you once again getting you set for another week of daily fantasy action across new DraftKings, wherever you may be playing and as always thank you for being a subscriber here of the youtube channel for football guys uh, if you're listening to the podcast as well on rotogrinders or the audible uh thank you so much leave a review leave a thumbs up it certainly helps us out uh, we've got Devin. we've got john we've got phil uh, phil and i am of course dan bach and uh, of course this weekend it's uh sizing up to be a, a pretty interesting slate here to say the very least boys um i actually think in first glance this might be the chalkiest week we have in dfs i mean it's wednesday we can't get freaked out about projected ownership but we're seeing almost 50 percent on a player this week so we're gonna kind of dive in and How we need to address this in both cash games and GPPs this week. We doling out all of our favorite plays. And uh, Devin, catch us up a little bit on last week. Of course, we had uh, episode one uh, episode number one hundred, and we have some winners and whatnot. So, what's uh, give the people the lowdown on on what we need to know on that front?
2: So, first of all, Dan, it's Thursday, not Wednesday. Did I say Um, Wednesday? Oh my god! And and second of all. (laughs) I'm right there with you because I dropped the ball this week. I don't have winners ready. We're going to do a special video at sometime between now and Saturday that has a random drawing, announce the winners, all that good stuff. So check the Football Guys channel. Um, we will link that video in the comments section or something. So And we, had a, fo- I and I we had a Football
1: Guys DraftKings contest, too, that if you won that, reach out to Devin as well right because we can't like get your like DraftKings doesn't give us your information so uh if you won that hit up devin and uh we'll get you taken care of what's uh,
2: what's the over under on the number of emails that i get (laughs) (laughs) we'll figure out some way to validate it and figure it out you'll have to join like a free contest against me or something with that username i don't know we'll figure it out but we're here we, some people think it's Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. I haven't. Smart is the new sexy. I'm drinking coffee at 9 o'clock at night. Let's
1: go. The, the days bleed in all together these days, guys. Uh, I'm telling you. But I will say, I had a good day at the county fair. Good day at the county fair with the kids today. Always a nice uh, nice afternoon on this Veterans Day. And by the way, happy Veterans Day, John. Know you served. I, I, I love this day each year because I get to see that picture of you when you are young and you are thin and you are way better looking than you are right
3: now. So um, thank you so much for your service, Mr. Tip and Pick. Absolutely. I uh, I, I took the day off of work and went uh, golfing badly, but I did go golfing and uh, it was a nice day. And now I get to spend it with you, Yahoo's, talking about football. So, I mean, what, what more could I ask for? Exactly. Well, let's jump into it.
1: Week 10 is here and uh, we start with the totals from the vegas side of things we throw it to john and uh, at first glance uh decent week on this front in terms of uh, higher scoring games we've certainly been up and down in this front but this week looks like we're gonna have a number of spots for us to target which we should expect a lot of points
3: yeah you had a couple games to uh this this week uh i think four or five approaching that 50 that 50 point threshold that we like to talk about the first one is is uh, Atlanta coming up against my Cowboys, who disappointed last week. As I predicted on this show, um, I did say that I thought that the uh, the Broncos were a good bet last week, and they they came through. Maybe much to my chagrin, I mean they 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 annihilated Dallas last week, and and this week uh, Dallas top of the Vegas value chart at uh, thirty almost thirty two points. So we'll see whether or not they it was a wake up call last week. Um, the, the, interesting thing there is Atlanta is actually slated to score about 23 points and their players are pretty cheap and there's not a whole lot of talent on that team. So we'll talk about whether or not there's some, um, you know, some diamonds in the rough on that Atlanta squad that you might look into, uh, next on the board is, is Minnesota at the chargers. And I think this is a really cool game because you got a lot of talent on both sides of the, of the ball. Uh, you know, the Chargers have a decent secondary, but, but this could go back and forth. And we've seen these offenses put up 30 points each. Um, this is a game that, that you definitely could stack in and should consider stacking. And, of course, uh, you know, over the next 50 minutes or so, um, you, the, the, the guys here on the, on the show are going to be able to walk you through which of the players on those teams that we like most. Um, next, uh, very similar to the Cowboys game, You've got a big favorite in the form of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, traveling up to uh, Washington, D.C. to take on the football team. Um, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks have the second highest team total on the board this week at 30 and a half points. And then lastly, you've got the Seahawks going over to Green Bay. Uh, this is a game that I think is pretty sneaky. We'll see whether or not um, Aaron Rodgers comes off of COVID and um, you know doesn't experience any I don't know, um, any issues from the NFL with some of the, 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 the shenanigans that he was pulling around COVID and his vaccination or immunization or whatever he called it, uh, this is a really uh, interesting game because you got some questions there, and I wonder whether or not people are going to back away from it. Uh, this being when, oh, no, it's Thursday, sorry. Uh, this being Thursday, uh, if people are going to be backing away from that game with uh, questions around Russell Wilson not playing for a few weeks and, of course, Aaron Rodgers – and some other uh, injury situations there, but um, I, I think it's a really interesting week. We're in double digits now, right? Uh, week ten, um, over halfway, and um, and and yeah, let's let's talk football.
1: Yeah, let's get into it. Um, uh, again, thank you guys for being subscribers. If you're not, make sure you get into that that uh, that free newsletter you can find over at Football Guys. Doesn't cost a thing to get those emails that'll keep you updated all week long. Super important, I think, this time of year where there's so many different things going on. Let's lead it off with Devin here on the quarterback position. And I, like John said, I think Rogers is going to play this week. We know Sam Darnold is out. We're still waiting to see how that quarterback position is going to uh, turn this week with uh, the Cam. Cam Newton news and Kyler Murray did not practice today Colt McCoy got it done nothing worse than thinking you're smarter than the sports books by basically getting ahead of the Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins news and getting like a bunch of closing line value and it not mattering because Arizona still whooped San San Francisco last week but uh, I think quarterback position this week is kind of interesting here Josh Allen bit of a dud last week here, Devin, what are your thoughts on him and uh, the top plays at this spot?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you can afford it, Josh Allen is the clear-cut play this week going up against the Jets. I know, I know, I know he struggled last week against uh, Jacksonville, but it was a weird game in which they fell behind. But this Jets pass defense, rush defense, every part of defense that you want to talk about uh, is the, might be the worst in the league um marcus may their star safety is going to be out mac jones threw for 307 and two touchdowns against this team um this is a game in which i'm just paying up for if i can do it paying up for uh josh allen this week not really afraid of the of the struggles that he had last week if i'm going down the the question here is where do you go because there's not there's not a guy that's super cheap that I really like. I, I'll turn it to turn it to uh, John or Phil. Is, is there anybody sub six K on DraftKings that you're fawning over at the moment?
4: Carson Wentz is probably the only name under six K that made me raise an eyebrow. Um, I'm not crazy about it, but I think he's he's viable for cash. Uh, but I, I think the crowd's going to pay up um Allen, uh prescott at 6900 at you know like a a slight tier below the top guys uh i think that's an attractive price versus atlanta that a lot of people are going to go for uh herbert against the vikings brady against washington you know there's uh there's a lot going on at the top there that you could choose from
3: yeah very similar for me i i I've got three quarterbacks, uh, each ending in a nines, 7,900, 6,900, 5,900 for cash game consideration. You guys already talked about um, two of them, those being uh, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz at 7,959. The $6,900 quarterback is one who disappointed last week, that being Dak Prescott. Uh, I think this week he bounces back. Um, he, uh, that, that, that team was just set up last week, as I talked about on this show it was a letdown spot. They did exactly what I thought they would do. I look for them to bounce back this week. I look for Dak to have a big game, 6,900. Uh, I, I think that he's one of the better plays for cash games. In fact, he's top on my board right now. Um, but I don't I don't discount I've, any of the quarterbacks we've talked about to this point for cash games. It really depends on your build and where you're going to s- save money on the on the remainder of the roster and of course we're going to talk about where there is value and and where you might take chances to maybe slot in a josh allen um but the opportunity cost is always going to be the the question there
1: yeah i think i think this week is sizing up that you're going to be able to get one of those guys um especially if kamara would not end up playing which is still kind of in flux so i think value is going to be plentiful the tight end position is absolute trash this week so it's likely to pay down there. So I, I think you're going to see so much of this filter to Allen and, and press Prescott and whence, I mean, I, I agree like 59 is interesting, but I just a little bit more nervous about it after what the Jags did last week to Josh Allen in that, in that offense. I mean, nobody's really slowed him down all year long and Jacksonville just, uh, just was all over the place. So it's indoors. It's at home. Should be fine. Definitely in my player pool, but I'm probably paying up a little bit more in cash. But GPPs here, Phil. I think it's super interesting here because we're going to have uh, you know spread out ownership like we do uh, each and every week. Usually at this position, and a lot of guys get overlooked. So, uh, where are the spots that we can you know gain on the field and and build some stacks off of?
4: All right. Well, I guess, first of all, I don't think for tournaments at quarterback, you need to really uh, cut against the grain too much. I think the quarterbacks that we've named so far are the, the ones that deserve most of your attention. Uh, you know, and then you could get unique elsewhere. There, there's a couple of guys that I'm looking at where the, the team total is high enough that they could potentially get there as contrarian plays. And that's uh, Ryan Tannehill at 6,200 against New Orleans, Uh, No Derrick Henry, Uh, you got A.J. Brown, you got Julio Jones. How how else are they going to score points? That running game looked pretty dismal, and you can't run against New Orleans anyway. Um, Sneaky good 25-point total on the Vikings on the other side of that Chargers game. Kirk Cousins at 6,100. I I could see building a a stack or two there, even though I I do like the, the running game better. For Minnesota this week, there's a chance those points go up via the passing game. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. Do, do, do we think Kyler Murray is going to play? Yeah,
2: if he I if he know. is though, are you really that interested with him having a bum ankle? Like, pay, that that's the concern. He hasn't been running since like week four. If I knew he was a hundred percent healthy, yeah, I'm interested. But he. I, he I'm with
1: Devin. I think they'll sit him. I mean, they won last week without him. They're really positioned well. I don't think they, they, they hurry him back personally.
4: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're playing against PJ Walker. So there's no reason that they should rush him back. Uh, but I don't know. 1% Kyler Murray is, is going to be in my pool if he's active. Um, I don't know. Your only other alternatives are like straight vomit stacks. And I I don't think you need to do it this week. Um, Ben Roethlisberger projects okay against Detroit. Um, no. Tyler, Tyler Heineke or Taylor Heineke okay. rather, yeah. projects let's, okay against. Can we Taylor, just name okay. every quarterback. Title? Yeah, like, let's, <laughs> let, let's stop. Well,
1: let,
2: let's go to one
1: game that you didn't bring up that has arguably two of the best quarterbacks in it: Green Bay and Seattle. I mean, this is a game that I feel like could have some shootout ability to it. People are overlooking these these guys both. You know, haven't played. You know, certainly, Rodgers didn't play last week, but uh, Wilson's been out a couple of weeks. Feel like this one could be very overlooked, John, especially in GPPs because it's early in the week, and again, we're not a hundred percent sure that Rodgers plays, but I think he does. And but the fact that he's questionable will drive down that number as people build this week. And uh, it's not like that Seattle defense is is anything that's overly exciting. I, I think he's in play for for tournaments.
3: Yeah, of course he is. I mean, it, it's it's. It's one of those deals where I mean we don't get this very often, right? Where you you get the quarterback, you know. The, we just talking about Kyler Murray, and the reason that Kyler Murray sometimes goes under owned is he's got four receivers. He did have Chase Edmonds until last week's injury, and nobody did nobody liked to play him because you don't know where the, the action's going. With Green Bay, you know where it's going. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got a team stack there that you can go with with basically uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. That's going to cost you. Um, but it, that's fine because uh, Devonte Adams has had, uh, I think three or four, three or 400 yard games this season. So um, I, I, I love the call. And if, um, if Russell is back and himself, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of possibility that that game goes back and forth. So I, I, I agree with you, Dan. I think it's a great game this week. Um, where, where I'm looking at at quarterback for, for tournaments myself this week and you know, I don't want to bury the lead when we get into the running back situation, but there are a couple of, um, of running backs that are going to be fairly popular, um, namely Najee Harris um, and Jonathan Taylor. And uh, both of these, um, one of them, Najee, is, is a guy that's just used in all facets of the offense, playing 90% snaps. And Jonathan Taylor, I'm sure we're going to hear Bill talk about how he's putting all his bankroll on him. Um, and, and everybody else is going to as well. And uh, for that reason, I'm looking at the passing game on both of those teams this week. Um, Big Ben hasn't looked uh, like Big Ben of old, and, and quite frankly, I don't think he's going to, but he's cheap, and uh, Chase Claypool has an injury, and that narrows down kind of that window. I think Deontay Johnson and James Washington are both interesting this week. And that's going to drive some action for me towards uh, Big Ben at 5600 against a Detroit Lions defense that's been horrid all year. Uh, the same thing could be said for Carson Wentz, and I know Dan, you you expressed some concern there, but uh, yeah, Carson sure. Wentz at 5900. Um, if if Jonathan Taylor doesn't score, the Indianapolis Colts have the fourth highest team total on the board at 29 points. Um, I think there's some uh, there's some interesting GPP. Um, Prowess there that you could take advantage of.
1: Definitely can play him in tournaments for
2: sure. Let, let, let me throw one more name out there um, for for tournaments. Matt Ryan going up against Dallas. I think he's actually a cheaper way to stack the Dallas Atlanta game. He's thrown for 330 yards or more in two of his last three games, and Dallas has allowed the fifth most pa- uh, fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season.
1: All right, let's give you a quick recap. uh Cash games uh, looks like Dak. Looks like Josh Allen. And I think Carson Wentz could be in play if you needed to go a little bit cheaper. And we ran the gamut there in terms of the GPP options for you. All right, let's move on to running back here and boy, it's early in the week, but I am seeing a massive, 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 uh, roster ship number here on the Ernest Johnson. And I don't know if Chris Jamino is just, uh, what he was doing at Roto grinders, but he's got a man 47.8% here. And these are tournament, you know, uh, numbers that we, that we publish there. So I think in cash games, he'll probably be higher than that. Devin, I know you handle this from the football guy side of things. Do we really think Dearness Johnson's going to get that high in tournaments? And if so, you know, what do we do? Because I think we can agree. He's definitely a no brainer in cash games, when you consider that every other running back seems to be out on that team. And he looked pretty darn good in that one start he had as the featured back.
2: Yeah, I have him at 53%. So I think Jimino might be too low. Um, I People are going to look at that game and look at 4.7K and say, where else can I get 4.7K for a running back who's going to touch the ball 20 plus times? You know, they have, to my knowledge, they have no other running backs on the on the roster that are currently practicing and they're all out because of COVID restrictions. So I, I, I think he's going to be a no brainer. He should be a hundred percent owned in, in cash games. And if you're not doing that, I think you're doing it incorrectly because I, I don't, I don't know that he has a prop number out because theoretically it's Thursday and someone could have two negative COVID tests within 24 hours and come back. It seems like a long shot, but um, realistically Jordan Howard, Ty, jo- Ty Johnson; those are the running backs in that range, not overly appealing. So, um, I, I think it's Dearness Johnson. The other guy that I think is going to get extremely chalky is Dalvin Cook, going up against the Chargers. The Chargers have the worst run defense in football; they're allowing five point three yards per carry. Seemingly every running back is is having monster days against them. Philadelphia ran the ball thirty seven times last week and only threw the ball seventeen. So. I think Dalvin Cook. He tore up the Ravens last week, which is an impressive performance. Those are the two guys that I'm starting with. Not Najee, huh?
1: He's not. He's. I not love. I love Najee too. I love Najee okay. too, but
2: I prefer Dalvin. If I can get both, I'd love to play six running backs this week. To be yeah, honest. it's it's definitely a three
1: running back week because we didn't even touch up on James Connor as well with uh, the the absence of Chase Edmonds, looking like he's got a feature role. Um, John, I mean, how are how do you prioritize those guys for for cash games, and is there anybody else that we're missing? And does Jonathan Taylor make your list?
3: Yeah, I mean, I started. Let's start with the Ernst Johnson and and his. I mean, he, I, I've got him just for the record. Fifty eight percent is his likelihood to achieve GPP value. So the forty seven percent and fifty three percent that we've heard is largely in line. Um, I think if he gets north of fifty percent, though, you got to come away from him. He's he's still a um, you know he's Absolutely. still a, you know a young player, and um, this is an offense that is hit or miss behind Baker Mayfield. So uh, the, my my recommendation would be fifty percent or higher, go under, and then after that, you you probably play it by year. Um, <clears throat> the the guys on my list, top of the list is Najee at seven thousand nine hundred against Detroit. Uh, this is for cash game consideration, by the way. You already heard my GPP take on how you handle the Steelers. Uh, the two other guys that are on my list for cash um, do not include Jonathan Taylor, but that's largely because I know uh, Phil's going to talk about him and, and why should I waste my, my time? Um, <laughs> James Conner, uh, the guy has killed me this year because I've been a Chase Edmonds fan just about every week. And now that Chase Edmonds is no longer um, playing, uh, you've got Eno Benjamin slotting in there. We'll see how much. But they've loved to feed James Conner in the red zone this year. He's 6,300 as a 10-point home favorite. I know Devin was talking about this behind the scenes, these big home favorites this week. Um, I think James Conner is interesting at 6,300. And then um, speaking of Devin, he's going to hate this one. But Leonard Fournette at home – or no, on the road against Washington at 6,100 uh, is a guy that um, I've, got to, I've got to seriously consider for cash games. Oh, and come on.
2: You're not going to play. There's him so many, many good running backs this week.
1: There's no way you're playing him in cash games, John. Let's be real. Like, if you want to say he's starting to play, fine. You're not playing Leonard Fournette this week, okay? Like Why,
2: why like, wouldn't I, guys? Cause you're playing, J- you're playing James Conner. You're playing Najee Harris and you're playing Dearness Johnson. Those are the or three. Or you're playing Dalvin and- Cook. Dalvin in-
1: Cook's a better play too. I'm not I mean- playing,
2: I'm not
3: playing Dalvin Cook in cash. Um, there are, there, there are three guys above Leonard Fournette on my model right now. And how um, many
2: running backs can you start in cash?
3: You can start three, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to fit those guys in with my wide receivers, quarterbacks and everything else. So the fourth guy on my list is Leonard Fournette, and I would be remiss if I didn't include him in the discussion.
2: So, I, Give I'm me Ezekiel Elliott family. over Fournette, seven yeah, K. Why? Wait,
3: why does everybody hate
2: Leonard Fournette on this?
3: I show? mean,
1: Washington. The way you beat him, too is you throw the football against that just horrendous secondary. Like that's the way you beat that team. It's not. It's not grinding it out with Leonard Fournette on the ground. So I just, I just, I just don't think he's cheap enough
3: this year. He has 40 receptions. Do 30 30 30 9 the,
2: 30 okay. 30 All right. so
3: There goes me talking about how good at math I am, Dan. Um, <laughs> 9, 12 15 19 25 30. He's right. Uh-oh. 30. Smart <laughs> is the new sexy.
1: That's not good, John, if you're if right. you're can't do the math, that's that's trouble. Okay, Phil. Let's go to you here. Um let's let's kind of get off of these cash game plays, but I do but I do want to hear what you're going to do with the Dearness Johnson in tournaments, because, again, a lot of tournament plays looking at what the rest of the field does. And I mean, honestly, I, I'm super curious because my personal opinion is either go all in or you're going severely underweight. So you're nodding your head. Which side is that? Is it all in or is it go the other direction?
4: As of tonight, it's all in. Uh, he just project, projects too well for the price. I don't think you could leave him out. Um, listen, last time we we saw him asked to shoulder the load, uh, he did a pretty darn good Nick Chubb impersonation. You know, it was twenty two for one forty six and one against a, a pretty good Denver defense. Uh, in terms of dollars per projected touch, I mean, he's he's gonna touch the ball twenty five times. I think we know that. Uh, Cleveland's plan A and plan B on offense is to run the ball. I don't think the Patriots are good enough up front to stop him. Um, I'm probably, as of tonight, going to have about 70%. But something that we, um, that we didn't talk about, though, is that he might not be as chalky by the weekend as we think because there are a number of situations materializing. One we talked about was Alvin Kamara. Uh, and I think if he's out, then Mark Ingram at 4500 is going to pick up uh, a chunk from D'Ernest Johnson. And then you've got both Patriots running backs with concussions, uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. So if both of those guys can't make it back, you've got Brandon Bolden in that same price range. You've got J.J. Taylor a little bit lower. I, why not? I, Brandon Bolden's been good this year. He catches he's passes. He's not
2: getting twenty carries. Like no, but not. he
4: catches no, but he could get six catches and the goal line work. I, I think you have yeah. to consider him at that point. So I don't know. It, it remains to be seen on if we're going to have to take that strong of a stance on De'Ernest Johnson. I'll say um, I'll
2: say this: a lot's going to have to go wrong for him to fall below forty. Like a lot. Even even with Bolden, Bolden's not going to get more than five to ten percent. Uh, and Mark Ingram, you know, he's not going to get crazy either.
4: I think he could go twenty-ish, Mark Ingram, if if he's definitely the starter. I mean, the Saints don't have anyone behind him either.
3: The issue there is the quarterback situation, right? Because they get inside the red zone, then you've got um, if Simeon is the starter, and he is, right? Is Simeon. Started? I think
4: I think he is. I don't know if they've announced it yet, but Ingram caught five balls last week, sharing with Kamara.
3: I think the issue is that Simeon, if he's playing and it's not Winston, then you've got Taysom Hill well, coming in. Taysom Hill's going to come in inside the red zone, and then all of a sudden, the value that Ingram has, I think, goes down quite, quite considerably.
4: Fair Can enough. Can I
1: interest anybody in Christian McCaffrey this week? Um, you know, obviously was not a full workload last week, but still was fairly effective. He's 8,400, which, you know, historically, if we were getting him at 8,400, let's put it this way. He was 9.9 9 week one, 10K week two, 88.7 uh, 8. week three. So this is this is a pretty cheap price tag on Christian McCaffrey, but do we trust he is back
3: to being the C-Mac of all? I, I think the answer to that question depends on whether or not you believe in, in uh, P.J. Walker being able to run this offense. He's not worse than Darnold, right? Like,
1: I mean, he can't be that much worse than Darnold. <laughs> okay, Look, the maybe,
3: XFL,
1: <laughs> He was okay in that. Lynn. was it XFL or was it the uh, that other that other? I think league? it
4: was the, the or
2: something. Yeah.
4: No, he he was he was XFL, and he would have been the MVP oh, of the XFL if okay, they would have finished XFL. the season.
2: So we're starting the MVP of the XFL and wasn't Dearness Johnson, the leading rusher in the AAFL or something. Welcome to week 10, to week 10 boys and girls buckle up.
3: Um, I,
4: I will, I will say I'm going to throw, um, I, I have to throw my hat into the ring in support of Leonard Fournette. That's, that's what I do on this show. Uh, but he, he's a tournament play. Um, I, I can't imagine playing him in cash games, but in tournaments, Especially, there's another injury situation with Chris Godwin where he didn't practice uh, today, and if that's the case, then we're going to see the ownership concentrate around Mike Evans uh, stacked with Tom Brady in that game because, like Dan said, uh, Washington's pass defense is horrendous. But at the end of the day, you've got uh, Tampa playing as a a 9.5-point favorite, and that's a four-net game script where he could end up carrying the ball 20 times, and he always gets five targets. And if he's the one that ends up with a couple of touchdowns, uh, you've got a, a, a spot where you need Fournette on your team to win.
3: Phil, there's no, there's no room for logic on this show. Stop, stop, it,
2: stop <laughs> it. <laughs> one, one more name. Mike White is back for the Jets, starting. Uh, so Michael Carter is in play. He had 14 targets uh, with, with Mike White against the the Bengals. How else are the Jets going to move the ball against the against the Bills? I could see a lot of targets for Carter this week as a GPP play. All
1: right. Uh, certainly want to remind all of you to leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment in the comment section and continue to consume the content on football guys and Roto grinders the rest of the week. Cause we do this on a Thursday and we know that uh, certainly come Saturday and Sunday morning, things look a lot different because of some of the injury news that we'll get more clarity on. So uh, don't just use this by its own right. Continue to use both of our services. And uh, I think you'll, Help yourself building more winning lineups in DFS. Quick recap here on the running back position. Again, looks like uh, major chalk this week on the uh, Dearness Johnson bandwagon. Also going to see some James Conner. I like Dalvin Cook as well, but Najee Harris, probably going to be mega chalk. So those are the cash game plays, uh, unless you want to be John and, and play Leonard Fournette. Not what I would do. Uh, let's get to that wide receiver position, though. And John, I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to lead it off with you because you know we've got uh, a few injuries to monitor. Like like uh, Phil just said, if Chris Godwin wouldn't play, man, I mean it's just value central. Tyler Johnson sitting there at 3.3k, and uh, we were already considering him when it was just Antonio Brown down. Uh, Claypool, he's not likely to play this week. Uh, so what are we, uh, looking at, at wide receiver here, John, because it looks like we got lots of money to play with based on some of these values.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you, you start at the top and that's with, uh, I mean, how's the Adams 7,900? Is that, is that right on my list? I'm looking at it now. He came out as a, a, um, high value play, but is he really 7,900? Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm. That is not an error in your spreadsheet. He is 7,900.
3: <laughs> all right, well put him in first. He's the guy. Um, after that, the, the names that are on my list, uh, Deontay Johnson at 6,800 against Detroit, uh, Keenan Allen against, uh, Minnesota at 7,000. And on the lower end, the, the current guy that comes out as a value play for me is, um, Osborne in Minnesota at 3,400. This guy is pretty good this year. Um, in, in the time that he's played and, um, this is a game that, as as we talked about at the top of the show, could could go back and forth. The last name on my on my cash game list, and you know, I'm I'm just here to to tilt. Uh, Cole Beasley, we know. Yeah, you know, you know, what I'm going to say right. You say it for me. Who is it going to be?
2: I just said it. It's the the guy who doesn't want to get vaccinated.
3: Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, <laughs> which tells me you kind of like him too, uh, Cole Beasley. What does that mean? at, at 5,200 against the, the Jets. The last time I talked about him on this show, I'm pretty sure he he uh, he delivered 4 or 5x value, um, despite the fact that I got chastised for talking about him that day. But those are the guys I'm looking at for cash games, and I'll, I'll hand it off and maybe, maybe on the back end talk about some of the GPP plays I'm looking at.
2: All right, Devin, what you got? I'm still trying to process why John thinks that I like him because of that. But anyway... <laughs> Um, he forgets where I work. Um, anyway, I, I think that he he caught a lot of, a lot of the good, a lot of the good names. Tyler Johnson is is a good play in cash games. As I mentioned, I do like some top end running backs, so it's going to be hard to fit, fit those in. I'm kind of looking at this Patriots situation and I don't know where to go because are they going to be able to move the ball with Brandon Bolden? They ran the ball. They've been running the ball very heavily. Is someone like a Kendrick Bourne or a Jacoby Myers in play? I, I don't they're gonna throw people, the ball somehow. People play Jacoby Myers every week
1: and I just I, don't I play know. It I know. I don't, every week he's there, people play
2: him and he does nothing. So I am I'm not pressing that he, button. He's like Devon Best back in like two thousand eleven for the for the Dolphins where he caught like five passes a game but would get thirty yards. Um yeah, I, I don't have much. So go to Phil and I'll come back with who was Phil. I got one question for you.
1: How much longer can I Martingale Stefan Diggs before I go broke? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I keep playing. I'm thinking it's coming. I keep playing. I'm thinking it's coming. It's it's got to come. This guy was like arguably the best receiver in the league a year ago, and now it's it's just not there right now.
4: Yeah, he's uh, he's not on my list this week. Um, I, I guess I've I've gone to the well too many times. I don't know if it's uh, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, a, another viable receiver uh, over there. Besides uh, John's boy Cole Beasley, um, you know, Dawson Knox when he was healthy stepped up a little bit. That could have taken a, a another small chunk out of Diggs, and um, you know, it, he, he's just not commanding what he was commanding last year we it's week 10 we might have to just say this is stefan diggs in 2021 um and and turn the page so uh, i agree with john Devonte adams uh lock him in uh, a great tournament play despite the popularity um seattle has no one for him uh, what i what i like doing though is um i like the idea if, if you're open uh, to the possibility that that game shoots out, and we've mentioned a couple times that it might, and it and it could fly below the radar a little bit as a game stack. Uh, I like Tyler Lockett on the other side of that one. Um, you know, the the last time we saw Lockett, it was before the bye week, and and he put up a monster game catching passes from Geno Smith. Uh, the Packers secondary is not as scary without Jair Alexander back there. And they've let other uh, speedy receivers who could operate in all areas of the field, get over on them. Uh, Jamar Chase, huge game, 159 and a touchdown, Terry McLaurin, 122 and a touchdown since Alexander went out. Uh, And I think Lockett uh, fits that mold a little bit more than, than DK Metcalf. Uh, And he's priced as though he's still catching passes from Geno Smith. Um, So 6,500, I think is a, is a pretty sharp price for for, uh, to take advantage of on Lockett. And the other guy on my list here, uh, Jerry Judy. So since he's gotten back, um, you know, it hasn't exactly jumped off the page, his his box scores. But I think that last week was uh, quietly a step in the right direction. Uh, eight targets uh, led Denver. Uh, that, that was good for a 32% market share of the team's targets last week from Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he was on the field for over 75% of Bridgewater's dropbacks for the second straight week. Um, and I feel like now that he's got his sea legs under him a little bit, uh, we're going to start seeing him turn those targets into more explosive plays. So I think that he'll, um, he'll pad his floor with those heavy target numbers. And I think he's got some explosiveness that he hasn't shown yet this season. All
2: right. I got, right. Two, I got two more. So okay. I was, ex- I, sorry, I was, I was expecting Phil to throw these names out, but Michael Pittman, I think, is in a really good spot. We talked about Carson Wentz. Pittman has four touchdowns over his last three games. T.Y. Hilton, I believe, is still out. Someone might fact check me there. But if he's out, I would definitely play Pittman. And then Russell Gage, I talked about Matt Ryan. I do like him at 5K. As, as sort of a PPR guy, uh, you're going to have to save some money this week. If you're going up to Adams, you're going to Harris, you're going to Josh Allen and these guys. But uh, I think Gage is interesting. John, you seem to have
1: some opinions and GPPs that you wanted to uh, tell us about. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I, was, I was trying to find the T.Y. The Hilton uh, information, but I, but I couldn't find it on the fly.
4: Um, uh, he, real quick, he was practicing uh, this week, uh, but he has yet to clear the protocol. So there's a chance he plays, and being that he's T.Y. Hilton, there's also a chance that he sits.
1: And gets hurt the first play once he oh, does
2: play. Only play Pittman <laughs> if, in, in cash if – hilton is out
3: yeah so um i'll start i'll start with a player that's been mentioned here and that's uh stefan diggs every week I, I don't talk about it every week but every week i I'm, I'm old school i make a sheet of uh of players to talk about and in the middle there you'll see there are three names these are my fades in case it comes up and stefan diggs made the cut this week as a fade i think for the second week in a row if, if memory serves uh, he's just too expensive for the volume that he's getting. Um, if, you, if you look at, at what he's getting in terms of um, team market share across the season, he's at 24%, which is pretty good, but uh, Cole Beasley's at 20%, and you can get him for um, basically a third of 33% discount from Stefan Diggs and um, a discount in ownership as well. So um, I'm fading him once again. The two names that that weren't discussed, and I'm actually going to start with one, and then I'm coming to to Devin on one of them because um, it's a a Brown, and I'm guessing he knows already who that is. But A.J. Green is back, uh, 4,600 against the um, the Carolina Panthers. We already talked about this Arizona um, offense with Kyler Murray likely coming back, maybe coming back. I don't know. Um, A.J. Green, nobody's talking about him, 4,600. Very potent offense, uh, and nobody's talking about him. I think where do we have him for um, some early ownership? Less than five percent is what I'm what I'm seeing. I don't know, Dan. What do you? guys Yeah, have? we're
1: at uh, two two and a half right yeah, now.
3: so I, I think AJ Green's really sneaky at forty six hundred, and then of course Devin. Um, I'm interested in what you to hear what you think about Jarvis Landry. I was high on him last week, and he hurt me. Um, I thought he was a really sharp play last week and I'm, my model's calling back and saying, go, go at him again against new England. Um, we've got obviously a lot of questions with, um, with, uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, uh, rushing game. And Hey, if you're going to have a running back, that's worth 50%, maybe it makes sense to go with the, uh, the preeminent wide receiver there in GPP situations and, and leverage in case Dearness Johnson doesn't deliver. So what do you think, Devin?
2: Yeah, I, I think Jarvis Landry is going to be really popular. I think he's going to be above 20% this week, which if he's above 20%, I don't know that I can play play him this. this. I would look – I would actually look, if you want to fade this game going – or fade Dearness Johnson looking at Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's more of the deep threat, uh, big play type guy – then who's going much, much, much lower from a roster percentage than Jarvis Landry. Look, Jarvis Landry sort of is what he is. I mean, he's had two games this year with eight or more targets. And in those games, he had 37 yards and 65 yards. Odell Beckham didn't really have a role. So I think we're expecting like a lot of volume to be available in Cleveland when if Odell Beckham's not producing, it's not like there's this great market share that could be had in Cleveland. So I don't think Landry's role is going to change all that much. So at oh. 20, 20 plus percent, he's a fade for me this week. As
3: I always say, it, it comes down to ownership. And and uh, if he's over 20 percent, I agree with you. Dan, what, what does uh, Jamino have him at as of today? Um, Sorry, I should have asked. 19, you guys way. are
2: at 19. 19.
1: Okay. 19. Yeah, if so we're right if, at that number. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at another number from another site. Um if he's that high then then he's not a good GPP play. So I may pull back on that.
1: I'll give you a good GPP play. He's you know, he's the fourth highest priced wide receiver on the slate. So I don't think anybody's going to play him, but Terry McLaurin versus Tampa I think is interesting. You know, the way that you can score against that Tampa defense is is taking advantage of that secondary. And uh, I this is one of those, like, DK-Algo type deals. Just feels almost overpriced, but it's probably for a good reason. So I think at probably sub-5%, he's the guy that I would want. And especially if you're running any Brady stacks out there, he's uh, he's somebody that would easily run back. But I think he's uh, he's interesting for tournaments because the price is not a value by any stretch, but I think he's got a pretty high ceiling, so... Going to make reference to him. Uh all right. Uh quick recap of the wide receiver position. Again, from cash game point of view. I think we're looking at Devonte Adams, Deontay Johnson. I think we could consider Michael Pittman, especially if T.Y. Hilton is out. And keep your eye on the situation around Chris Godwin. I think Mike Evans, really good play, probably regardless, um, but gets a little bit of a bump without Godwin. But Tyler Johnson moves into that number two role in that offense that wants to throw the ball and he is dirt cheap at 3.3k so he's somebody who is going to gain I think a heck of a lot of steam as uh, we come closer to the weekend all right let's move on to the tight end spot and man what a what a craptastic week we have here guys uh, no Kelsey no Andrews um no Waller uh it, it is no Gesecki who's been a stud it is just an absolute mess of a position here and usually when that's the case is john i just kind of find the cheapest guy that's viable and save the money um that's probably my plan this week what are you going to
3: do yeah i i'm i'm kind of with you i i mean the the most expensive guy on the board this week is kyle pitts and it'll be interesting to hear what the guys have to say about him i think he's in play if you want to go uh, if you want to go with him in cash game, I don't know that you can get there, though, um, just based on the value that's available. Maybe you can, but it's gonna there's going to be opportunity cost elsewhere. You likely have to go with a K.J. Osborne or somebody, a wide receiver, in order to get him. Um, the, the one that, that kind of stands out for me in cash games is Jared Cook uh, going up against Minnesota at 3,200. It's, it, it's, it's right in line with what you were talking about, Dan. Um, all you're hoping for is four or five catches, forty or fifty yards, and look if he falls into the end zone, you've, you've, you've done it. Um, uh, on the on the GPP side, um, <clears throat> I like the opposite side of that same game, uh, and I think this is one of Phil's plays. Typically, is uh, Conklin going up against the, the Chargers? Um, he's thirty-four hundred. Um, a guy that that um, brings some upside to the table in a game that again we we're, we've been talking about I think at every position this week so that that should tell you something that this game is worth stacking and then I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are uh, collectively around um, Friermuth um, Penn State products, a couple touchdowns on it was a Monday night I think um, his his salary was likely released before then at 3,900. Although Eric Ebron, um, from what I what I saw, is probably coming back, and so I guess that you know how does that affect our our stance on Pryor Did he earn the the time that he saw on Monday night? Is he going to see that moving forward, or is he fool's gold coming off of that two touchdown game, despite the fact that he's thirty nine hundred, and the fact that we're talking about Conklin, Pryor and Jared Cook, um, and those are the top plays at wide or at, at tight end. Tells you how scant this position is.
2: It's Muth for me and Cash. I'm playing him three touchdowns in his last two games. Uh, are they really going to go back to Eric Ebron? Does he move the needle at all? Probably not. Like, how old is Eric Ebron at this point? 42? Probably, <laughs> probably much younger than that, but uh, we talked about last week, tight ends over 32 years old are, are washed up. So I, I'm sure Ebron is over 32. And Dan is like trying to get out of here with Eric backing, backing 20, out of it real quick.
3: 28. is how What? Is. Yeah, he's 28.
2: He just feels like he's been around forever. Uh, Fryer is a guy that they spent a lot of draft capital on. On FanDuel at 5,100, he's almost a plug and play. I, I think he's going to be the, the – chalk very easily this week kyle pitts i can't do it because his big games were with calvin ridley he hasn't shown that he has the ability to beat the folk beat the focal point of the defense which over the last two games he just has five catches so his price is still too high for me um until until further notice um yeah i i think fryer is fine i mean he was
1: a touchdown God out there at Penn state too. Like he was a really good college player. We know the track record of, of tight ends from that school as well. So uh, I I like him. I don't love the, the numbers that are coming in on him from, you know uh, ownership side of thing. I think it's going to be a little bit higher than I'm comfortable with. And that's why I'm going to really endorse here. Noah Fant for just four hundred bucks more at way less ownership against an Eagles defense that's allowing the most fantasy points to tight ends this season. So the matchup is good, the price isn't bad, and everybody was just like, "Oh, gotta 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 play Alberto last week." I didn't play Alberto last week. He was fine. I really wanted him to dud so freaking bad, um, but I'm willing to go to Noah Fant this week because I I think. Yeah, we want to go cheap, and he's still pretty cheap. Like, we want to go dumpster diving. I get it, but but Fant's, Fant's a good player. So I like it. I think he might be the guy I finish with in cash. What do you think, Phil?
4: Yeah, Fant was on my list uh, for the, the reasons that you mentioned. I, I do wonder, though, if uh, Jerry Judy returning caps his upside a little bit. But, um, you know, if, if he gets in the end zone, especially, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a week to get kind of weird at the position because I, I don't feel like following the crowd on chasing the Friar mute touchdowns. Um, I think you do kind of like what, what John said, and I don't know if this was the reason that he did it, but uh, the the most fertile ground for tight end fantasy production, i.e. touchdowns, that's what you really want them to do is, is fall into the end zone. Uh, It's going to be on a heavy home favorite with a high implied team total. Uh, Jared Cook did fit the bill. The gentleman that I am looking at is a bit thinner than Jared Cook, although I will say um, Jared Cook split time three ways last week with Steven Anderson and with um, Parham. He's tilting yeah so you know it, it remains to be seen how how that's going to play out but i'm looking at another timeshare guy uh that i think could provide leverage and that's mo cox uh mo cox I, I love watching the guy play i just love watching him catch passes and run um he, he's just so much bigger than everyone else it's yeah, fun massive. <laughs> <laughs> um but with tight tight end being a wasteland um i think there are some signs in in mo cox's favor uh, 60% snap share in two out of the last three games. Last week, he ran a route on a season-high 64% of dropbacks. Might have had to do with the the game getting out of hand there against the Jets. Uh, but Colts are at home, favored by 10.5, implied to score 28.75, and Ali Cox is tied for the team lead with three red zone touchdowns. Uh, if he's the one that happens to get a couple of short ones, that will... Um, really push you past the Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman um, holders.
1: And and I think, well, let me throw one other name too here, because I think in tournaments you can get a little strange here. And the usage that Hawkinson's been getting has been pretty freaking good here. And I know the matchup we don't love against Pittsburgh, but they're likely going to be trailing. But targets the last three weeks are 11, 9, and 11 um first two games of the year 23 and 20 fantasy points those are gpp winning performances probably based on the the other guys at this position and especially with tight end if there's one guy that kind of goes off and and goes ham and the rest of the position sucks you need to have him to win these tournaments so i think you're absolutely crazy if you're mme and not having a decent amount of hawkinson because i think he's one of the few guys who kind of Falls into that category of a slate breaker at the tight end position. There's not many, so don't exclude him by any measure.
2: Can I throw one more name out there? And this is where Dan just like, all right, let's move on. No, we're um, good, man. We're no, good.
1: I'm I'm saying Funny it beca-
2: because of the name that I'm about to uh-oh, throw out. Oh, <laughs> oh, are we
1: gonna are we gonna eject Devin from the stream here? What we, do we we, got?
2: M- we might, but I have the controls, so you guys can't do that. <laughs> With no Chris Godwin, any love for OJ Howard? 2,700, like we were just talking about Tyler Johnson. Like, is he better than Cameron Bright right that's now? He's, issue. you
1: know,
3: I mean, that's the issue, right? I mean, yeah. Let, let's say you could take, <clears throat> if, if you could take Cameron Brayton, OJ Howard and add them up and get both of their collective stats. I think it was 5,500. If you add them up, maybe, but they're going to split time. And you're going to guess wrong. It's going to be one. It, you're going to go with Cameron Braid. It's going to be O.J. Howard or vice versa. <laughs> For me, it's, I'll. I, I, in fact, I've already X them out of my out of my pool. So
2: at less than like 2%, I, I think if you're saying it's going to be one or the other, that implies that like one of, you have a 50-50 chance of being right there. I don't think it's the worst play at, as, a, as a deep GPP play if you're playing 20 or more lineups.
1: I don't, I don't think it is either, especially if like we don't get that tight end that just goes hand because then it probably won't kill you
2: where he ends up. Um, I still have flat. So the problem here is the national championship game is still just burned into my brain where OJ Howard had like 200 yards and I think he's this deep threat and he's just not. So I, I just can't, it's sort of like how, sort sort of like how the, the, Clemson and this is a whole Clemson barely lost to Georgia. College football just screws with your brain. Don't watch it, folks. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I my my whole I mean, that's my biggest fault of DFS as a DFS player, and you've seen it on this freaking show time and time again, is that I I see things in the past and I'd be like, well, oh, that's gonna happen again. Stefan Diggs, dude was freaking great last year. Why can't he freaking be great again this year? And I keep playing and I keep playing and I keep playing and I keep losing and I keep losing and I keep losing. So at some point in time, you got to get away from that bias that you have. And um, O.J. Howard might be it from for, for you from college. One, but that's one,
2: one more week. One more week?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we say. One more, one week. more week of Stefan <laughs> Diggs. One more week. Uh, All right, Uh, again, quick recap here of the position. Looks like Pat Fryermuth is going to be kind of chalky here. We didn't mention Dan Arnold. I think he's in play too at 3.5. He's done nothing but uh, garner heavy targets since he's come over and actually kind of been a little bit more useful, I think, every single game. So uh, he's still cheap at 3.5. Jared Cook uh, at 3.2, a couple of mentions here as well. And I'm a Noah fan. I think if you can fit him in cash, I think he's a pretty good play this week so give them some consideration all right team defense our least favorite position to handicap and uh it's probably going to apply again this week uh it's interesting we haven't mentioned a single titan and a single saint this entire show i don't think that outside of like the possibility of playing mark ingram if kamara is out nobody mentioned a single titan nobody like
2: nothing we mentioned Tannehill. did you yeah both My, Phil and even... both Phil and I did. Man. You're on mute, Phil. Phil, you
1: you gotta you gotta turn your microphone on.
4: My bad. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned every quarterback, so I don't blame <laughs> you for forgetting about Tyne Hill. Then,
1: <laughs> um, but I think those those defenses are certainly in play. Um, but again, this is n- nothing is really standing out as mega chalk. Last week, I know the Chiefs were up there, the uh, the Cardinals, or excuse me, San Francisco. That didn't pan out. But this week, I think right now we're projecting 10% at the highest right now on the Titans. So uh, what do you guys got here? Anything? Anybody? Floor is open.
3: It's the first week in a while that there hasn't been a cheap defense that's fairly obvious. I think last week the Chiefs were, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, This week the two offenses that came out high for me, where, um, and, and for what it's worth, I'm, I'm not sure I, w- I would suggest it, but I'm at least sharing it. Um, the Cardinals going up against Carolina and P.J. Walker at 3,700. They're my number two defense in terms of value, which somewhat surprised me at 3,700. Uh, but the number one defense is actually opposite, Dan, what you said, and that's the Tennessee Titans at 2,600 against New Orleans and uh, the quarterback situation there. So those are the two in, in cash. I think um, if, if in, in GPPs, the, the one that came out for me uh, from a likelihood to achieve GPP value versus um, ownership was really around uh, the, the Green Bay Packers at, at home against Seattle with a quarterback that hasn't played in a few weeks. I don't know. We'll see.
2: Um, I'll, ta- I'll, ta- I'll take one of two, two teams. I'm either taking uh, the Eagles going up against Denver, Denver second in the league in sacks, uh, sacks allowed or the Browns going up against a rookie quarterback. Phil, I know Mac Jones is at home. (laughs) I know, but, but the, the, the edge rushers for Cleveland, they're second in the league in sacks given. So it's one of those two for me.
4: Cleveland was on my list for GPPs. I guess I just hate Mac Jones and, and wish that he would fail. Um, uh, I have the same two on my list for Cash as John. If you could get to the Cardinals, do it. If not, the Titans against Trevor Simeon or whatever it is that New Orleans plans on throwing out at a quarterback. Uh, and I actually like the other side of the uh, the Denver-Philly game. I think Denver's defense um, is solid. They showed it last week in that surprise win against Dallas. And uh, Jalen Hurts, if, if he's forced to play catch-up, uh, that's going to result in some turnovers, and he also holds the ball pretty long, so they could get some sacks. Uh, so I like Denver for tournaments.
1: You're terrible, John. I just, I'm just reading the private chat right now. You are just absolutely the worst. Um, way to throw me off. Okay, uh, I'm not even going to talk about defense. We got enough discussion there. What I'm going to tell you guys. What I want you to do this week, too, this is something that we do at Roto-Grinders for all sports. And we do it once a year. It's called our Single Entry Series. It's over on FanDuel. You can see it right on the front page of FanDuel. It's got our Roto-Grinders logo right next to those tournaments. Single Entry Contest, I think we all agree, are a ton of fun. Everybody's on the same footing. And we're running a series here where it's a multi-week contest, but it's only your, I think, three best scores count in this. So, uh Be sure to play in it over. They've got different price points. So if you're a low stakes player, middle stakes, high stakes, they've got three different uh, options for you. So that's over on FanDuel. I think this is week three of it. So not too late to get involved in any way. Support single entry and limited entry contests because if you don't, they won't grow. And I know, John, you agree with that.
3: Yeah, it's a a lot of fun to, you know, one of my favorite things to do every week is, is to pick my favorite GPP lineup. And enter it in all the single entry lineups. Um, it's a high risk, high reward um, tactic, but you can you can win a lot of money if you hit if you hit on that uh, that single lineup um, across those single entry tournaments. So please uh, definitely play into that. And as as Dan said, there is this uh, single entry series over there where you can gain a little bit of notoriety in the process.
1: Yeah, we have got a little leaderboard as well. All that good stuff. Um, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we appreciate you joining us as always here on the football guys, DFS power grid presented by rotogrinders.com. If you're not a subscriber of either of two services, check it out, give it a try. I think you'll enjoy I think you'll uh, find optimizers available on both platforms. A lot of information right up until roster lock. And as always, uh, free to join uh, both Roto-Grinders. Of course, get some of those free um, uh, some free emails as well from that newsletter that you get from Football Guys, which keeps you updated all week long and uh, super, super useful. So we're out of here. We'll be back again week 11. Good luck in all your contests. For Devin and John and Phil, I'm Dan. See you next week. See you, everybody.